Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. Hello, everyone. So we are on our second episode this month on investigations. And today, I want to talk to you about when you need an external investigator. This is a big issue for folks because the truth is most of the time you're going to be able to do these investigations internally. Either the HR person or the Equal Employment Opportunity Officer or the Personnel Manager or the Workplace Violence Prevention Coordinator, someone's going to be doing these investigations, whether it's of an Equal Employment Opportunity issue or a workplace violence issue or a leave abuse situation, whatever it might be. Most of the time, you're going to have people internally who can do the investigations. And we actually train a lot of people to do that. We have a three-day intensive where we really help folks hone their skills in terms of interviewing and drafting allegations and reviewing documents and most importantly, writing that report, which a lot of training does not give you specifics on that. We have a whole day on how to write the report. So we really like to train and motivate and encourage internal investigators. Because as I said, most of the time, you're able to do these investigations internally. Now, there are some issues you have to deal with, right? Most of the time, the um, employees in the HR department, for example, they're already pretty fully booked. So when an investigation comes up, someone's got to make room for that in their already busy schedule, and I know that can be tough. So there are challenges, certainly. But for the most part, organizations should really be prepared to do these investigations inside using internal resources. You know your organization, you know your policies, you know your procedures, very efficient for you to do them internally. So if that's the case, why would anyone ever use an external investigator? Here's why people call us. The complaint is against someone who's relatively senior in the organization. So somebody who's high level, somebody who's on a board of directors, an executive director, an executive vice president, um, the director of a state agency, whatever it might be. And the reason they call us to do these external investigations is because it's pretty difficult for someone in HR to investigate someone who is such a high level individual, right? That can feel like a lot of pressure for the investigator, right? They're thinking, oh gosh, I hope I get this right. This person is really important in the organization. That can be tough. So sometimes you need an external investigator because you're dealing with a situation where there's a relatively high level person involved. Another situation that usually lends itself well to using an external investigator is when you have a situation where an employee has raised the same issue multiple times. So the employee has complained about this issue and complained about this issue and complained about this issue. And no matter how many times you do the internal investigation, they're not satisfied. They keep coming back. Sometimes it can help to say, listen, we're going to get an external investigator. We're going to have an absolutely neutral third party look at this. Now, let's talk about that for a minute. 
are external investigators actually absolutely neutral third parties? Because after all, who pays the bill? The employer. So many times when we do investigations, people rightfully ask, hey, wait a minute. Are you representing the employer? Because you're supposed to be neutral. Well, the truth is we do have an attorney-client relationship with the employer, but the nature of that relationship is such that we are neutral. We are a third party. We are impartial. We are saying, this is what we think happened. Like it or lump it, we're the umpire, right? Now, people will say to me, well, how could that ever be the case if the employer is paying your bill? Well, who else is going to pay the bill? What am I going to do? Go put a sandwich board out on the street corner and say, I need donations because there's an employee complaint that needs to be investigated. Just doesn't work, right? Of course, the employer is going to be paying the bill. But the investigators you choose have to have enough integrity to say, hey, I'm going to deliver you bad news. It's okay with me that you never hire me again because you're upset with what I told you. I've had that happen in our firm, and that's okay with me. Because from our perspective, we have a job to do. Our integrity is everything. Our reputation is everything. That's who you need to do your external investigations, right? Because people will raise issues. Well, haven't they done an investigation for you before? Yeah, you can still be impartial, right? You can still call it the way you need to call it. But you got to be real clear about what your role is in those situations. Now, should an external investigator ever represent the same employer in litigation? No, that's a conflict of interest. So if I do an investigation for Acme Company and then Acme Company gets sued and they call me and say, Jen, we want you to represent us in the lawsuit, my answer needs to be, yeah, gosh, I can't do that. I was an impartial investigator. I did what I needed to do to investigate these claims. And guess what? I can't represent you. That's a conflict of interest. And by the way, it wouldn't look good for the employer anyway, right? Because how impartial could I be if I'm now representing them, taking their side in litigation, right? Now, the other thing that happens a lot with external investigations and why we're called is because the internal folks are just too darn busy. And I don't know how all of you are doing right now with hiring, but we've got some hiring needs and we cannot find anyone to fill the job. Um, and we have several openings because the reality is it's just a different time in the world. Yes, COVID is calming down, but now we have a war in Ukraine. Now we have inflation. Now we have $6 a gallon gas. I mean, get this, you guys. So my lease came up on my car. I decided, all right, I need to get a new car. Ella, my daughter, who many of you know, says, mom, we've got to do our part. You know, we've got to get an electric car. So we start looking at electric cars. I end up buying a car, an Audi e-tron, that is miserably uncomfortable. The seat feels like you're sitting on the hardest bleacher bench at a high school basketball game. But I didn't even notice because I was like, first of all, there's a car to buy. That's unusual since we have supply chain issues. And second of all, I want to save the world. I want to make sure I'm not you know, being part of the energy crisis. So there's a lot going on in people's lives right now. And sometimes, although there are very qualified people to do these internal investigations, they just don't have the bandwidth. They can't get it done. So that's another reason why you might retain an outside firm to do your investigations. Now, 
Don't forget about something really important here. And this is not fair, but it just is the way it is. Under the California Business and Professions Code, you can only retain the services of a licensed attorney or a licensed private investigator to do your investigations. You cannot hire an HR consultant without violating the Business and Professions Code. And I gotta tell you, that's just the result of good lobbying. There is no reason why HR folks should not be able to be retained to do these investigations, in my opinion. Um, but that's just not the way the law is written. So when you're looking for an investigator to investigate an internal complaint, you can only look at lawyers and licensed private investigators, okay? And that law could change at some time, but it's been around for a while, and I, I think we're probably stuck with it. So be very careful because there are significant penalties if you retain someone who is not covered by the Business and Professions Code, all right? Now, the other thing I want you to keep in mind about external investigators is just like doctors in an HMO office, they take on too much work and then they run behind. And I get it because our firm struggles with this just like everybody else does. When you call a law firm or a private investigator to do an investigation, be very firm about when you need it done. In our firm, we will tell people, listen, we can't get it done for 30 days. If that doesn't work for you, we totally understand, but I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. You really want to press when you're trying to figure out who is your best consultant, right? Who's your best vendor to come provide this service for you? Because you do need to initiate the investigation in a timely manner and you need to complete it in a timely manner. Now, many times there are delays in conducting these investigations, whether you're doing it internally or you retain it, the services of an outside investigator for reasons that are outside the investigator's ability to control. Somebody's on a leave of absence. Somebody decided they wanted counsel and the lawyers in trial for the next six weeks, right? There are a lot of reasons why there may be a delay in completing an investigation. You want to make sure that you get some clarity up front. When are you going to start the investigation and when do you anticipate being able to complete it? Again, you've got to be flexible because things do come up, but you don't want to be stuck in a situation where someone is overpromised and now they're under delivering because people are waiting for you internally to get an answer, right? So you want to make sure that if you're going to retain the services of this individual or this firm or this agency, that they're going to deliver what they need to deliver. Okay. The last thing I want to mention about whether you should use internal investigators or external investigators is that your internal investigators can learn from external folks. So I have done a number of investigations where the internal investigators have basically shadowed me on the investigation. Now, obviously, if time is an issue, they probably won't have time to shadow me. But if there's another reason why they're retaining our firm, sometimes it's a great opportunity to allow those internal folks to see how we do things. How do we review the documents? How do we ask questions? How do we draft a report? So sometimes, it's worth asking your external investigators, look, can someone tag along with you? I want them to see what it's like. I want them to get a good idea of how these investigations should be conducted. Now, 
some factual scenarios are not going to lend themselves well to that situation, but it's at least worth keeping in the back of your mind. And it's one of those positive benefits, sort of an external benefit that you can get from retaining an external investigator when you need to do so. Just remember though, most of the time, you're gonna be able to do these on your own. And you wanna make sure you get good training, you understand your, the practices of your organization, you know how these investigations are conducted, what you do with the report, which we'll talk about in a later podcast, and how you can analyze a situation consistent with your policies and procedures. Because remember, we do investigations as a means to an end. We do the investigation to find out some facts that we need to know. That will help us decide, is there a problem? And if so, how are we going to fix it? So you want to have that in your mind the entire time you're doing the investigation. What's my goal? My goal is to identify if there's a problem and if so, find the solution. Well, the solution is going to come from your policies and procedures. That's how you're going to know, okay, what are we going to do to solve this problem? And you're going to use your policies and procedures to help you get there. So all of this works together. And I think it's what makes investigations so much fun to do. Not only is it solving a puzzle, but it's actually making the workplace a better place, which I like to be part of. Thanks for joining me today, everyone. Talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.